thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp.
Raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Can you hear me okay? Is this loud enough? I got this full blast. I can so. hear you fine. Okay, you can hear me okay? Yeah, I can. All Whoops. right, good. I'm going to take this out of my head so I don't hear myself. It seems a little bit quieter than before, but... Is the headset turned up? Yeah, we're, we're good. Okay. Uh, hello, people. Hello. Just want to put a face with hello, the disembodied Hello, people of the voice. world. <laughs> hello, people. Yeah. Hello, people. Subtle, um, subtle promotion of who I'm voting for in this in this shot. <laughs> hey, Phyllis over there on uh, Facebook, and uh, Daryl and Danny and Jason over on Periscope, and whoever else. Let's see. I don't know. You got to say who you are over on YouTube. I don't know if we're actually on over there. I'm not trying to look here. Just say hi to some people. Hello, people. Hello, people, people. I don't see us live over there, so. Are we live on YouTube? Uh, well, anyway, as far as I know. Breaking news, people. Hello, people. So that wasn't this, that cool. This is going live, hmm. but then. But then okay, it's, yeah, it's there. It is? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to refresh and just see. So if you're on YouTube, make sure you say hi. That way I can say hi to you. And, um, and don't forget, also, you got to hit the like and then. And then share it, tweet it out on the liberal Twitter platform so that us conservatives have a voice. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see here. Good evening and God bless everyone. This wonderful weekend says Danny. Well, thank you very much. Okay, so. Bill says hello world. Hello world. All right. All right. So, uh, hi everybody. If you don't know who I am, I am Stacey Lynn Harp MS. Yeah, I am. That doesn't matter. Anyway, glad you're here. I'm the host of the show. If this is the first time that you have tuned into the broadcast, I want to thank you for tuning in. I co-host this show with my husband, Randall, a.k.a. Bareface Harp. Um, and that's him right there. Yeah, I meant me. there. That's him right there. Yes. Anyway, I always get on, this. On your left. I know. It's just you're across the table from me, though. But on the screen. He's literally and... across the table. So I was, well, anyway, that's Randall. He's my husband of 28 short years. Good, good save there. And uh, anyway, so tonight what we're going to do is, first thing I want to do is say thank you for coming to the show. If you want to stay in touch with me personally, join my text message list. That's the best place to get me. I don't, I don't like, I'm not on Twitter tons. And um, if you're on Facebook, you, you can follow us on Bible News Radio on Facebook, on, on YouTube. You can subscribe over there. Uh, we're on Twitch, right? Dot live, I think. I Twitch. don't know. Twitch. We're we're other places. But anyway, the best place to communicate with me, honestly, is on my text message list. So text Bible News to three three two two two, and if you watch the ticker down there, it will come up eventually. So you can just do that, or you can send me your phone number directly, and I can add it for you if you don't know how to do that. All right. Oh, the calling number's still on there. I need to take that off. Uh, I was probably going all last night. People calling in and wondering why nobody answered the phone. Probably a lot of voicemails there. I don't think anybody cared last night. Okay. But anyway, here's the thing. So you just saw that patriotic, um, you know, Marine song. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought, you know what? That was pretty cool. You know, that's an older video, but I thought it was neat. And, of course, today what we're going to do is talk about the Supreme Court of the United States nominee. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. And um, 
I have to tell you that I think it's going to be an interesting thing. So before we get into this, let me ask you to put a number one wherever you're at. If you saw this live and you didn't already see President Trump speak about Amy. I'm asking for a reason because honestly, the live people here, I don't want you to have to look at this a million times if you've already seen it. Um, but what I will tell you, okay, so Sean did. Hello, Sean. Sean Moochie. Sean Moochie, Coochie, Moochie. Just kidding about the Coochie part, Moochie. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist, Sean. You know, my brother's name is Sean, so I have to pick on you even because you spell it wrong. Um, but anyway, um, go Yankees. Anyway, I also have to say that, um, what was I going to say? Oh, that I watched this big, long interview of Amy. It, it was actually 45 minutes and I learned some interesting things. So I will tell you a little bit about her in case you don't know some of this stuff. Cause I, I thought, oh, I'm on a, you know, this is, this lady has been nominated to the Supreme Court of the United States to replace uh, Justice Ginsburg. Uh, who has been resting in peace all weekend or all week um, and um, and who it has it was a woman who who smashed the glass ceiling unlike Hillary Clinton who couldn't become president of the United States uh, God blessed Justice Ginsburg a Jewish lady with that illustrious achievement um didn't become president of the United no States. she did not but she she was on the supreme court and she had a lot to do with women's rights and even though she was a flaming liberal and i disagreed with pretty much everything she stood for she was still a woman so you know but anyway amy amy coney barrett was nominated today by president trump let me tell you a little bit about her based on this interview i just watched so she is the oldest of seven children the oldest of 29 grandchildren. Uh, she is a Catholic, um, which you may have surmised from some of the introduction that took place. Um, her, her least favorite word in the world is impactful, which, you know, she, I just told Randall this mm -hmm. and he hates that word. And he just said, gosh, too bad. She isn't single, huh. single or whatever. Anyway, she has seven children. She's married to a husband who is an attorney as well. Uh, she's adopted two children from Haiti, and the reason why she chose Haiti is because it's relatively close to the United States and very poor and easy to travel to. And uh, one of those children, she actually shared in an interview that that she um, uh, almost didn't get because of the paperwork and some stuff. But then when the big, I think she said it was the earthquake that hit over there a couple of years back, um, she actually... Um, got got the child so that was pretty cool um she's highly respected on both sides of the aisle as you guys know she served already as a, as a judge and um and everybody loves her and she actually said at the end of this interview that she gave which was about a 40 minute interview um that she wants to be remembered as someone who loved well and i thought you know what that's pretty cool she wants to be remembered as somebody who loves well uh, President Trump said earlier today that if she is um, approved, I've forgotten the right word. <laughs> What's the word? Okay. It's confirmed. Confirmed that if she is confirmed, she will be the first woman Supreme Court justice 
to uh, be a mother of um, school-age children, which, by the way, her children are um, from, like, I think first grade all the way through senior, so that's like a full house, people. And uh, what I have to say is that um, uh, this is pretty impressive. She doesn't see herself as somebody uh, real special. She actually she said that. Um, but, you know, if she were, she actually speaks French fluently, in case you didn't know that. Uh, she was going to be a English teacher. In fact, she majored in English and minored in French. Her mom happened to be a French teacher, I think. And um, anyway, long story short, she said if she was going to ever try another career, that it would be as a teacher, as an English teacher. And she said she, everything, math, you know, is not her. And also medical. She gets very squeamish at stuff like that, which that would thereby, that would nix her right there for for Randall. Because Randall's like, you know, he, he wants a tough woman that you know, can look at blood and guts and surgeries and stuff. And that's not me either. You know, it's good that we don't know certain things when we marry our spouse. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, um, I'm not a, I'm not a blood and guts kind of person, gratuitous violence. I mean, if there's, you know, if I'm driving by a horrific accident or something, I, I don't want to see it. I don't look at that. It's, it's different when it's, you know, happening on the street or whatever, or in a movie. I'd, I, the gratuitous violence, I'm totally unnecessary. And but if there's something going on in an operating room, something like that, emergency room, where the person is being helped, you know that there's an effort going on to save the leg or save a life or you know, the heart surgery or you know knee surgery, whatever is going on. To me, that's fascinating. Then it's a whole different thing going on. Have you ever seen him play Operation? I have people. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many times he actually hits the buzzer with the little <laughs> twitters? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Anyway, Danny gave us some super hearts. Thank you. Oh, wow. That was so sweet. We, nice. Only we need 10 million more of those to cash out. But hey. <laughs> but hey. I think that's great. I can, yeah, <laughs> started, hopefully they're a trendsetter. And, and Sam wants to know if I'm psychic. I don't know, Randall. You, you have, no. um, you, you've known me a long time. Do you think I'm psychic? Sidekick? No, you, I'm the sidekick on this show. Um, psychic. I think women have. There's a such thing as women's intuition, uh, which is really just um, <laughs> heightened perception. Due to an intact corpus callosum that... I actually have um, very good intuition, which um, as I've gotten older, I've listened to more and better. And, and uh, yeah, so... As far as an extrasensory perception... Yeah. No. Anyway... I mean, there's a spiritual, sometimes people are given a word of knowledge. So... Anyway. Anyway, so let's see. Daryl did, Sean did. Um, did. Did anybody else... I just want to make sure... Okay, I, it doesn't look like everybody else actually saw this. So, Randall, are you going to play that video? What the, video? The, the video of our president nominating Amy for the Supreme Court seat. Do, do I have to find it for you? Um, I can look for it. Okay. Well, you look for it mm. while, while I talk. Okay. So, if you were with us last night... What you noticed was I, I wore that hat right there that Tommy gave me. 
And I have to tell you, I live in Tennessee, in case you didn't know that. Tennessee is being infiltrated by Californians that hate California because it's so liberal and run by a crazy, insane governor who really has lost his mind. I mean, seriously. I mean, have you been to California lately? Anyway, all around my neighborhood, there's like one Biden-Harris sign. It's like this big lone sign in the middle of nowhere where, where nobody, it's not surrounded by anything. But President Trump, memorable, memorabilia, I didn't say that right. When I was a child, I couldn't talk well. <laughs> I had a lisp. <laughs> I had to overcome it. Sometimes I can't say words, okay? Let's say memorabilia. Okay, wait. So, anyway, Trump. What's the right word? Memorabilia. I can't. <laughs> uh, merchandise. There we go. I'm just going to say merchandise because I can say that word. Okay, so anyway, um, all around me in this area where we live, just south, south of Nashville, um, there are these big booths of Trump merchandise popping up all over the place. It's kind of hilarious. I think some of the liberals around here are, you know, having a hard time. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Bareface, you let me know when you're ready. I'm just trying to find the best one. Okay. So, um, so anyway, so why is this important? Why is the Supreme Court uh, nominee important, right? I mean, I'm no scholar at all. I mean, I do have a master's degree in clinical psychology, but, but aside from that, I'm not really a scholar, but I am a student of culture and the news and media. And, you know, here's, here's what I know. If, if when she is confirmed, Right. When I'll just say Amy, when Amy is confirmed, um, it's going to be very interesting because it will literally be for the first time, I think, in my life that the Supreme Court will weigh way, way to the right. Right. Correct. OK. Now, a lot of people are wondering if having her on the bench, if Roe v. Wade decides to come up for a whatever you want to call it, I don't know the legal term, but, you know, for a vote or whatever to get overturned. Well, that happened. You know, it's interesting. I would love to see Roe v. Wade overturned. I totally would. I am I am 100 million percent opposed to abortion in any form, shape, circumstance. I don't think abortion is, um, I, you know, it's, it's evil. I mean, you know, and I'm a barren woman, right? So what I'm going to tell you is, especially as a barren woman, it irritates me when I know that women who have been able to conceive go ahead and murder their kid. I mean, that just... As a barren woman, that's like a <clears throat> a massive insult to me. Um, you know, I, I don't take it personally, but I, I just find it odd that God made women life givers. And for a woman to not, to, for a woman to take a life that way, it goes against what God made us naturally to be, right? I mean, I just, just think it's awful. And adoption is the option. That's right. And nobody ever talks about adoption. And I think that's one of the most admirable things about this nominee, honestly. And not just adopting somebody of a different culture, but also a child that has Down syndrome. So, you know, that's a child that's going to be special needs and they're going to need help their whole life. I mean, that's, you know, that's admirable. I mean, somebody who has that big of a heart, you know, and love for people, honestly, 
I think it's great. But Amy has been touted as having one of the most sharpest legal minds of our age. Uh, she's 48, so she's a few years younger than me. And um, she's a firstborn, which, you know, of course, firstborns rule the world, just so you know. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, that is what it is. But will Roe v. Wade, uh, you know, be overturned? We don't know. But I would love to see it overturned. I've heard, I've heard different commentators say, well, there's no way it would be. Um, but here's what I will tell you could happen. What, what could happen is um, maybe, just maybe, as the church decides to humble itself and pray and repent and begin to live in a moral way, you know, um, and all of that, maybe, just maybe, the Lord will bless our land and we'll have another massive revival. And with that comes righteousness because repentance in a nation has to come from the top down. And if we have the majority of the Senate vote her and confirm her in and President Trump asked the media and the Democrats to be nice, essentially, hey, which which is really sad. Don't you think you actually have to ask people to be civil? And yet at the same time, it's like, well, why would you have to ask some normal, decent human being to be civil? Just saying, right? So anyway. Just one quick interjection here. I'm, okay. I'm anticipating the question. Who you are? Well, you're talking about Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court. What about, I thought you were about judges legislating for the bench and making law for the bench. Well, newsflash, Roe v. Wade or the right to abortion, that's not a law anywhere. There's not a law in the books that gives a right to abortion. It was it was an interpretation of the law that there was right. no law against it, and which opened the floodgates for states. Well, it it's you know there's this constitutional right somewhere, you know there. So to look at the law again and say, well, there's no law that, um, you know, um, allows it. You know, yeah, okay, there's no law in the books that prohibits. Well, actually, there is on some, but those were ruled unconstitutional somehow in 1973. Uh, but, right. uh, there, you know, well, there aren't laws that allow it. There's laws that prohibit it, and so it would just be reinstating a, an interpretation that those states that outlaw it, it's, they can still outlaw it. Yeah. Well, the good news is she's a strict constitutionalist, so she yeah. actually cares about what the constitution actually says she doesn't believe it's a living and breathing document like the liberals do and she was actually mentored by antonin scalia who i still believe was murdered just so you know in fact have you ever know have you noticed that that death he died with a pillow over his face Mm. how often does that happen people i mean Mm. you know and have you noticed the media swept out he he didn't want to wake anybody with the noise of him dying so yeah well um, anyway, very interesting background. So, do you want to watch it now? Yeah, but just one more quick thing. You know, the the abortion, um, whatever, uh, political debate or whatever, is similar to same sex marriage. Well, and I, there, that's there's where no I'm hoping they turn that over. There is no law on the books allowing same sex marriage. There are plenty of laws on the books prohibiting same sex marriage in thirty some states. But again, the yep. the Supreme Court decided, well, you can't do that. States, you can't say that. 
Yeah, stage rights and, didn't matter, even though we talked about that. Yeah. Anyway, so similar kind of thing. So yeah. this this wouldn't be legislating from the bench and creating new laws. No, and just... Amy has said that she won't legislate from the bench because right. that's not what they do. They right. they interpret the, the law right. the way it should be in context. <clears throat> excuse me, of the Constitution. Yeah. And um, and we'll see. I mean, maybe in our lifetime, when we're ninety, you know, we can see this <laughs> overturned. Who knows? You never know. God has lots That's of stuff Lord up his theories. sleeve, right? Yeah. I never, I mean, this is amazing. Anyway, so we'll go ahead and watch President Trump nominate Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court of the United States. And please comment oh. during the comments, during the thingy comments, so we can read your comments. Oh, fast forward. looked like he was going to speak, but. Oh. Well, you got to go. have the presidential music, people. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. I stand before you today to fulfill one of my highest and most important duties under the United States Constitution, the nomination of a Supreme Court Justice. This is my third such nomination after Justice Gorsuch and Justice Kavanaugh, and it is a very proud moment indeed. Over the past week, our nation has mourned the loss of a true American legend. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a legal giant and a pioneer for women. Her extraordinary life and legacy will inspire Americans for generations to come. Now we gather in the Rose Garden to continue our never-ending task of ensuring equal justice and preserving the impartial rule of law. Today, it is my honor to nominate one of our nation's most brilliant and gifted legal minds to the Supreme Court. She is a woman of unparalleled achievement, towering intellect, sterling credentials, and unyielding loyalty to the Constitution Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Also joined by Amy's husband, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse, very much. And their seven beautiful children. Congratulations to you all. Very special day. After 15 months, U.S. Attorney John Durham, who was a <laughs> Hey, we are not Fox News people. We are better than them. 
Yeah, we are. Okay, it's fine. just two of us here. Don't worry. It was on YouTube or something. You know how they are, those liberals yeah, okay, over on YouTube. <laughs> anyway, don't worry. Something happened. We're having technical difficulties. Pretend there's a thing that says, beep, beep, there's a technical difficulty. It's not really. It's incompetence on our behalf. <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened. But, oh, you're pulling up CNBC, CNBC huh? Uh, it's, it was right at the top. Oh, wait, hold on. I can turn up your mic. I turned down our mic so we could talk privately. So yes. You, so you wouldn't. <laughs> and now it's time for a foot foot joke. All right. Ready? Just kidding about the foot foot joke. Okay. Which is a good thing. <laughs> to be kidding about it. Longtime audience members will know why that's funny. Anyway, right. go on. <laughs> Make sure we've got some. Yeah, here we go. All right. Here we go. Take I two. I am so grateful to you and the first lady, to the vice president and the second lady, and to so many others here for your kindness on this rather overwhelming occasion. I fully understand that this is a momentous decision for a president. And if the Senate does me the honor of confirming me, I pledge to discharge the responsibilities of this job to the very best of my ability. I love the United States, and I love the United States Constitution. I am truly, I am truly humbled by the prospect of serving on the Supreme Court. Should I be confirmed, I will be mindful of who came before me. The flag of the United States is still flying at half-staff in memory of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg to mark the end of a great American life. Justice Ginsburg began her career at a time when women were not welcome in the legal profession. But she not only broke glass ceilings, she smashed them. For that, she has won the admiration of women across the country and indeed all over the world. She was a woman of enormous talent and consequence, and her life of public service serves as an example to us all. Particularly poignant to me was her long and deep friendship with Justice Antonin Scalia, my own mentor. Justices Scalia and Ginsburg disagreed fiercely in print without rancor in person. Their ability to maintain a warm and rich friendship despite their differences, even inspired an opera. These two great Americans demonstrated that arguments, even about matters of great consequence, need not destroy affection. In both my personal and professional relationships, I strive to meet that standard. I was lucky enough to clerk for Justice Scalia, and given his incalculable influence on my life, I am very moved to have members of the Scalia family here today, including his dear wife, Maureen. I clerked for Justice Scalia more than 20 years ago, but the lessons I learned still resonate. His judicial philosophy is mine too. A judge must apply the law as written. 
Judges are not policymakers, and they must be resolute in setting aside any policy views they might hold. The President has asked me to become the ninth justice, and as it happens, I'm used to being in a group of nine, my family. <laughs> Our family includes me, my husband Jesse, Emma, Vivian, Tess, John Peter, Liam, Juliet, and Benjamin. Vivian and John Peter, as the President said, were born in Haiti, and they came to us five years apart when they were very young. And the most revealing fact about Benjamin, our youngest, is that his brothers and sisters unreservedly identify him as their favorite sibling. Our children obviously make our life very full. While I am a judge, I'm better known back home as a room parent, carpool driver, and birthday party planner. When schools went remote last spring, I tried on another hat. Jesse and I became co-principals of the Barrett eLearning Academy. And yes, the list of enrolled students was a very long one. Our children are my greatest joy, even though they deprive me of any reasonable amount of sleep. I couldn't manage this very full life without the unwavering support of my husband, Jesse. At the start of our marriage, I imagined that we would run our household as partners. As it has turned out, Jesse does far more than his share of the work. To my chagrin, I learned at dinner recently that my children consider him to be the better cook. Randall's the better cook here. For 21 years, Jesse has asked me every single morning what he can do for me that day. And though I almost always say nothing, he still finds ways to take things off my plate. And that's not because he has a lot of free time. Like he has a busy <laughs> law practice. It's because he is a superb and generous husband and I am very fortunate. Jesse and I, I wonder if he steals food from her plate. Just curious. He is a better cook, you know. Jesse and I have a life full of relationships, not only with our children, but with siblings, friends, and fearless babysitters, one of whom is with us today. I am particularly grateful to my parents, Mike and Linda Coney. I spent the bulk of, I have spent the bulk of my adulthood as a Midwesterner, but I grew up in their New Orleans home. And as my brother and sisters can also attest, mom and dad's generosity extends not only to us, but to more people than any of us could count. They are an inspiration. It is important at a moment like this to acknowledge family and friends. But this evening, I also want to acknowledge you, my fellow Americans. The President has nominated me to serve on the United States Supreme Court, and that institution belongs to all of us. If confirmed, I would not assume that role for the sake of those in my own circle, and certainly not for my own sake. I would assume this role to serve you. I would discharge the judicial oath, which requires me to administer justice without respect to persons, do equal right to the poor and rich, and faithfully and impartially discharge my duties under the United States Constitution. 
I have no illusions that the road ahead of me will be easy, either for the short term or the long haul. I never imagined that I would find myself in this position. But now that I am, I assure you that I will meet the challenge with both humility and courage. Members of the United States Senate, I look forward to working with you during the confirmation process, and I will do my very best to demonstrate that I am worthy of your support. Thank you. CNBC. Their footage. We, we hawked it, people. Okay, anyway, so here's the thing. Okay, so let me add a couple more things about her. I guess Randall didn't think we needed to watch President Trump. <laughs> Anyway, whatever. It's okay. Haven't we all had enough of him over the last couple of days? Anyway, so uh, so here is the thing. She currently serves on the Chicago-based 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. She's 48 years old, and when she's confirmed, she will be the youngest justice ever to sit on the Supreme Court, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, and also, she, at Notre Dame, she was named the Distinguished Professor of the Year three times, and she's taught constitutional law, civil procedure, evidence, federal courts, constitutional theory, seminar, and statutory, statutory interpretation seminar, and she continues to teach. And I think I could see her as a, teach, as a teacher. Yeah, I could. All right, and then Matt, Matt uh, Saber from Liberty Council, he said... Amy Coney Barrett is the right choice for the U.S. Supreme Court because she applies the intent and text of the Constitution to the statutes she reviews. A judge should be a neutral interpreter of the Constitution who knows what it means to interpret and apply the law rather than an activist legislature who tries to create the law, which is what most of the liberals are on the court. He didn't say that part. I added that part. Um, you know, it's interesting to me, too. I will say, this is something that stood out to me. Now, she is a Catholic, um, which means she's religious, okay? Doesn't necessarily mean she's a Christian. I don't believe uh, I, you know, what stood out to me in her little speech there was as she thanked her friends and her family, and then all of us, the American people, she did not thank God, which I find very interesting. Um, just, just a note, I watch for that stuff. Um, the Christian right is 100% behind her as they are President Trump. I am not 100% behind any person, just so you know. Uh, but, you know, cautiously optimistic that at least Trump is better than the alternative, if you know what I mean, just so you know. And as you guys know, uh, people people like John Roberts, who is on the Supreme Court, you know, they can flip-flop and, and, and rule wrongly you know what i mean and that's what they've done he did scoundrel anyway so we never know you know the bible says that god you know turns the heart of the king right and you know this woman uh is highly admirable i mean first of all she's a mother of seven children and she's the oldest of seven children so i mean just saying uh in one of the interviews i saw her she actually said that she got an A minus, I think it was in French, and she was so upset that she decided to minor in in, in the in college in that because she wasn't perfect, which is pretty typical of a of a um, type A overachiever, firstborn personality. So um, she's highly driven, 
And, um, it, you know, and, and to use Tanae's vernacular, she's probably quite the badass. And if I was her internally, I might be going, look at me, I'm a badass. I'm like the first youngest girl, you know, in all this. And check this out. They're going to drag me through the mud, but I'm going to be on the court. I'm going to report. I'm going to replace the flaming liberal that just died. Just saying. I mean, you know, nobody would say that out loud, though. But one of the things I was thinking when I was watching this was, I wonder what she's thinking. Wouldn't it be neat if in moments like that, you, there's a cloud over the person's head and it had text you could read, like what they were thinking? <laughs> uh, well, anyway, you know, just remember that as Christians, we don't put our hope in chariots or horses, but we put our hope in God, in Jesus Christ and him alone. In fact, today it was kind of funny. I was on Facebook and somebody I don't know very well um, in my legal shield um you know, world, uh, they wrote, uh, write one word about, uh, you know, what you could talk about, about anything. And I thought about it and I thought, do I really need to, should I say what I, the first word that popped into my mind? And I thought, what the heck? And so I put Jesus Christ and I'm looking at this woman's comments on all everybody else's and mine's just completely ignored. <laughs> So I'm just saying, all right, Jesus, he's the answer. And, um, and you know, he's on the move, right? I mean, the Lord's on the move. Um, I actually just tweeted over on my Stacey Harp Twitter account, uh, Dr. Michael Brown, who wrote this. I'll just read you this tweet. And then I know Randall wants to talk about 5G. But Dr. Michael Brown, he tweeted, So Ruth Bader Ginsburg passes away at the beginning of the Jewish New Year as the shofar blast is heard and Amy Coney Barrett is announced as her replacement as chauffeurs were being blasted at the return event in D.C., watched by tens of millions globally. Coincidence? Who knows? We don't know. Bareface, what do you think? And what do you guys think? Did you like her speech? Do you, got, do you, do you think she's going to fill this spot and the world is going to change for the right and the better? Uh, do you really even care? Uh, that's, that's my question. All right. Oh, it looks yeah. like it looks like Ivan's son is being muted over on um <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, hey, just so you know, blah 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 is a comment. I see it. So, um, okay. The Supreme Court is lying with Catholics and Jews. Hmm. hmm. Kind of makes you wonder what's going on. Well, it, um, it is interesting. But anyway, it is. what do now, you think? Well, it's interesting. I was thinking, well, you know, Trump was saying about, you know, he's kind of drops hints about being a easy confirmation process. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, conservatives, where, where are the progressives, you know, going to tack her on? Or they're going to say, well, she's a mother and, you know, she can have a career and be a mother. I mean, that would be antithetical to their their position so they're not going to attack her on that but apparently she's got affiliations with this group people of praise which is some religious group and mm -hmm. and you know which which apparently talks about wives submitting to their own husbands and so I'm i sure submit therefore to bareface that you know they're gonna there. they're gonna pull that card out and i'm sure gonna oh that's so stupid 
I mean, people who... Okay, look. But yeah, but, you know, Catholics and Jews, I mean... I'm Jewish. Whatever, if, I, I'm, Can't you tell by my nose? That's the part of me that's Jewish is in my nose. You know, I ultimately wouldn't care if they were Baha'i or Buddhist, especially if they were originalists, mm -hmm. you know, strict constitutionalists. Um, you know, understanding original intent. Yeah. Um, English hasn't changed that much since 1789. And uh, Right. Should I read some comments here? Uh, sure. Okay. So Danny says, first of all, Natasha's laughing and, and gave me a super heart. Wow, this is our super heart wow, night. Oh, You guys love me. All right. Danny says, I know certain... I, I know I certainly care because this is a choice and confirmation for our time and generation, and it's imperative that we see it from a holistic perspective. You're right, Stacy. It is important. I, I agree. And someone will find something on her and blow it out of proportion. Um, yeah, and then Danny says to Natasha, um, of course, and the liberals always will, and it's their modus operandi. Yeah, I mean, the liberals are, are all about ad hominem attack i mean they they don't think critically at all <laughs> and nancy says don't have to look too far all she is supposed to uphold the constitution without religious bias yeah and i think she's been very careful i mean maybe that's why she didn't mention god right yeah um maybe yeah. that's why she didn't say god but but i do know that that catholics um are religious and not all cat. I mean, I do believe some Catholics are Christians that they're really truly born again. I don't believe all Catholics are because I think that some don't understand. They they don't. They've never heard the gospel. And I don't believe all Christians, Christians are, are Christians. Yeah, well, you know, are, that's kind of obvious. Are understand that you know salvation by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone. I will tell you, it's interesting. You said that they'll look into her background, so. It was probably earlier this year. It might have been last year. I got a phone call from uh, a journalist up in Sacramento or the San Francisco area. And they called me out of the blue wanting to know um, why I paid this guy. And I can't even think of who it was. Um, some candidate for some office. Yeah, it, was uh, like, it was like $700 or something like that. And I seriously couldn't remember. I honestly couldn't remember. Like, who is that guy that they're talking about? And I was thinking about it. And anyway, long story short, I, I kind of got like this feeling like this is a load of crap that this person was calling about. He was just trying to find dirt. And I said, I don't, I don't even remember. And I didn't, I truly didn't remember. Anyway, after I got off the phone, I went to Twitter and Googled the journalist, found out flaming liberal homosexual activist journalist. And then I went through all my email because I've had Google forever. And I oh. typed in the guy's name. And I was like, oh, yeah, when I did social media, he came on my show, I interviewed him, and then he hired me to, like, promote a campaign or something. I don't oh, know that, that right. That He paid you. He paid me. Yeah, so there yeah. was a... But anyway, I bring that because up because... Because it was over $600, there was a 1099, yeah. so a matter of public record. But it was crazy because that was, like, 12 or 14 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? I don't even... I... <laughs> I can't remember what Randall did last week, let alone what I had for breakfast. What did I have for breakfast? Uh, Randall made me breakfast today. Yeah, yeah he did. Well, and I burnt the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of aluminum foil, so I thought, this is how my day started. So, you know, I try to eat bacon once a week because being Jewish, you know, I want to limit the, 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 the pig. Anyway, um, and... <laughs> not eliminate, but... Uh... 
Anyway. Moderate. I bought this cheap aluminum foil and I was out of it, right? And Randall's like, well, we'll just put it, we can put it on the, you know, the baking sheet. So I did. I put it in there for 19 minutes at 400 degrees and never had any problem until today, people. My dog Grover enjoyed a lot of bacon this morning because it was mostly burned. <laughs> Not that oh. that had anything to do with anything. Oh. All right. So Randall wanted to talk about 5G weather concerns. Oh, yeah. Well, in I thought this. 10 minutes. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I've found this. Uh, this Thirty article. minutes at three fifty. Is that what you're saying, Nancy? That's okay. Well, on the package. Well, anyway. Anyway, um, let's see. Did I? I personally a... prefer microwaving my bacon, but Randall was, you know. Well, I didn't. I know. I I don't have a uh, lower third prepared for it, but anyway. That's okay. But on studyfinds.org, just so you know. Uh, there's this article I thought was interesting. I won't read the whole thing, but just kind of the beginning. Uh, Studyfinds.org, they report that uh, 5G wireless radiation leakage may lead to incorrect weather forecasts, study warns. And basically, read the first paragraph and I'll skip down the pertinent stuff, that uh, high-tech 5G networks are here and will likely be the new standard in wireless communications in the near future. For people who love to check the weather on their smartphone, however, that new signal may actually be a problem. A new study finds radiation leakage from 5G networks may throw off weather satellites, giving you a bad forecast. And so, um, yeah. Uh, the models show if 5G signals leak between minus 15 and minus 20 uh, decibel watts of power, they will likely throw off both weather readings, both weather readings being um, temperature and moisture. Researchers say that much that much leakage can shift the accuracy of precipitation measures by up to 0.9 millimeters and ground temperatures by 2.34 degrees Fahrenheit. And you're thinking like, oh well, so what? You know the you know, the forecast, the temperature, well, the temperature readings, if you look at it, it, it's off, you know, a little over two degrees. And the and the um, precipitation that's been reported is, you know, off by 0.9 millimeters. You know, who cares? You know, it's close to what the weather is. But it's not the current weather conditions that are the concern reporting the weather condition. It's the forecast. Um uh, Rutgers Wireless Information Network Laboratory, WinLab, used computer modeling to look out at how 5G leakage would alter the forecast for, this, for the 2008 Super Tuesday tornado outbreak in the Midwest. Uh, the leakage occurs when radiation would transmit across into an adjacent radio frequency band. Anyway, because uh, it impedes the weather sensors to measure water vapor and temperature... Um, that it can throw off predicting things like tornadoes and stuff like that. So the mm. forecasting part, because if it's, if, you know, the, the temperatures and the moisture are, you know, are significant things. And, and apparently 5G, uh, when there's a lot of 5G activity in an area, it can, it can throw off the the satellite's ability to, to measure those two things, which can lead to bad forecasts. Hmm. And, uh, and if it's in the case of not being able to 
give a tornado warning or something like that. that. Like what happened in our area when the tornado hit our house? Yeah, we didn't have a warning, anything like that. I don't. It just... <laughs> we we had, we literally well, had a tornado come up our house. And, well, the, and rip off stuff on the our jury's house. still out whether well, it was. I believe it was a tornado. Tornado or straight line winds? Well, these straight line winds were rotating. Like a tornado. Yeah. Rotating. And... Well, considering it hit and damaged half the houses on our street. Yeah. And I saw stuff getting sucked up into the air and spinning. I was like, um, I'm seeing a line. And I had to, yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I, I found that interesting. You know, 5G, people have been concerned about health concerns, whatever. But here are, are you some... guys worried about 5G? Uh, are you guys worried? Can uh, you hear me still? There, there's no, I don't see any reversing it. Because all the money's behind it. And... And this just plays into everything. Because 5G works in a different way. Because it's the high, uh, higher frequency band, it's, it's directional. And so it can be, you know, rather than being radiant from cell, it can be directed directly to a, a device. You know, a straight line yeah. signal to device. And that's, that's one of the reasons it could have uh, higher, it's higher bandwidth because uh the you know the the beam of carrying the information can be exclusive to the device that is exchanging information with the well both they're both transmitters your phone is a transceiver is a transmitter and receiver and so are the the um the mobile repeaters so the transceivers uh on both ends can be the connection between them can be more or less exclusive in their usage, which allows for the higher bandwidth. But, uh, you know, there may be some health concerns about that. You know, some people say maybe promotes cancer, stuff like that. And, but, and you know, your weather forecast can be bad. But you can get your data faster. Danny said, I'm worried about it from a wearable virtual reality headset point of view. Mm. You know, it's interesting you should bring that up because, you know, Second Life is actually a very popular world, right? And actually, virtual reality is very freaky. A couple of years ago, um, when the new virtual reality mask things came out, you know, the goggles, the or, goggles whatever. or whatever, I told Randall I want one because, you know, I don't get much. I mean, I really don't. Mm. I'm not a big like, oh, I have to do this. But anyway, I got one of these things. and I Not hooked... not, not Oculus or anything. Like that. The, no, the cheap just, kind you drop your phone it was, into. It was 50 bucks. And plug your and anyway, head, the headphone jack into. I used Google whatever it was called. Google. Cardboard. Yeah, cardboard. And anyway, I put that thing in there. And I was in this virtual, virtual reality world for, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And... It was kind of weird because it's like, oh, my gosh, you really do feel like you're in there. And then it after I I got this thing, I took it off. I had a really hard time adjusting back to where I was because it was like, whoa. And it was really, really freaky. I get motion sickness a couple times I tried it. But it just... freaked me out because I was like, that was just so weird. And it was literally something simple. So I was like, nope. So I should be selling that soon on uh, Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it just, 
Yeah. I've, my phone is too big for it now. Cause yeah, I got motion phone. sickness because, you know, because your eyes are telling you one thing and your body knows you're not moving. Yeah. And oh, yeah, because so of the roller coasters and stuff. Or just any, anything you're supposed to, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, move through or anything like that either, yeah. you know, or even, you know, to walk through. Maybe it's because the cheap kind. Maybe if it was the expensive Oculus thing, it'd be different, but. What it tells you, though, is that you really can be disconnected from your body. I guess. I don't know. Eventually, your body's going to die, and you're going to be disconnected from it. But I was not Yeah, impressed. it is immersive. It's very immersive. Not my experience. In my but... experience, it completely was, which is why it freaked me out. And I'm like, no. I mean, it's so pretty in this fish world, because I was in one with fish and stuff. And I'm like, no. And I liked it, but I was like, getting out was like... <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't think so. Mm -mm. So, and um, the other thing I want to touch on there's several articles out there. You can just are you gonna talk for three more minutes and do an hour show, or are you gonna do a 90 minute show? No, I'm just gonna just just another one more minute from me here. I'm just saying, use you know, DuckDuckGo, Google, whatever, start page, whatever your search engine is, look up AstraZeneca and vaccine trials. Basically, uh, some are reporting that one guy in the UK got some mystery illness. Other outlets reporting more than one person that got uh, mystery illnesses, uh, something similar to multiple sclerosis, and as part of these vaccine trials for the coronavirus, for the novel coronavirus nineteen, um, and so, but Europe is going ahead with the AstraZeneca vaccine trials but the fda and the u.s they put a halt on it because they care more about us yeah um uh, but then so it's, it's interesting and then and then you can read about a deal that astrazeneca is done is doing with uh, samsung biologics to the um tune of 331 million anyway interesting stuff all right i'm done there's my money i will say that you know the new COVID re regulations that that I was just handed because of uh, uh, assisted living, my dad's assisted living place. Here's the new three-page guidelines. So they're introducing, in case you don't know, they are now introducing what they're calling an essential caregiver. And, and in order to be an essential caregiver to your loved one in assisted living, um, they are going to require you to do a COVID test. And I would be in that category, right? I would be the essential caregiver. Not happy. I'm not happy about that. Don't you guys think that you shouldn't have to have a COVID test if you are medically opposed to it? If there, if you're, if you don't have any symptoms whatsoever, you know, following the line of BS that you could be a carrier and there's no symptoms. And maybe it's not BS, but still, it's like, in order now for me to see my dad, I have to have the COVID test. I'm, that's just so annoying to me. It's so irritating. Pray for me because I am, I am, I am not happy. And I will be contacting my lawyer Monday to find out what Legal Shield can tell me about this. Which, by the way, reminds me, just forgot. I almost remembered. I just remembered because I almost forgot. <laughs> um, 
Uh, if you want to support the show, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give is where you can donate to Heart Tug International, which is the nonprofit that supports our show here. Uh, you can do that. Your gift is tax deductible. It helps feed our expenses, you know, in order to keep us on the air. And, or if you want to support us by becoming a Legal Shield or Identity Theft member, then you can contact me directly. I can send you information on that as well. And, or, um... Uh, and you can also join our text message list. You can join my email list too, but to be honest, I don't really email out much. So you'd be waiting on quite a while to get an email from me. Um, of course you can follow us on all social media platforms at Bible news radio and tomorrow night, Bareface, are you going to be continuing in Jude? Yes, I am. Hopefully finishing it up. I have not finished the book of Jude yet in my Bible study, but Randall might beat me to it tomorrow night. So, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Central, please come back. Yes, please come back. And, and if you're not in my Daily Disciples Facebook group, you can also join that where we're reading the Bible together every single day. So, and I will um, see if I can copy and paste that. But thanks for that link. Tweet that out if you can. Can you tag me in that on, at Bible News Radio on Twitter or on um, my, my name, Stacy Harp? Anyone looking on how to... COVID-19 impedes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, anyway, so you can, you can tweet me there. Um, you can also email me through my website or you can email me at my name, stacyharp at gmail.com. I get all my email there. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. There's always something, but the most important thing is remember to pray, uh, pray without ceasing and, you know, God's will is going to be done either way. Um, and look for his glorious appearing because mm -hmm. he's coming back. And I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot going on with, 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 with people. And I think now more than ever, we need to be praying for the lost. Um, not because of this election, but because I, I really do believe that the time is short. And, um, and we need to be praying that the Lord... You know, that those who are truly seekers can find the Lord because Jesus is their peace. He's going to be their peace. And that's what people are looking for. So, uh, so do that. And, uh, as I always say, be bold people stand up and go with God. And also I will add, if you order from DoorDash, give your driver a big tip. Just so you know, we did tip, we did meet, we did dash today and it was very interesting. <laughs> I should write a blog about that. But anyway, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Lord willing, uh, right here on Bible News Radio. Thanks for tuning in.